Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala şerefil enbiyayi vel mursalin Muhammedur Resulullah sallallahu aleyhi ve ala alihi ve sahibi ve sellem. Tesliman kathiran kathiran. Ama ba'du. My brothers and sisters. Both individuals, people and nations. They rise and fall not because of wealth, not because of technology, not because of military power or authority or anything else. They'll rise and fall because of spirit. By spirit, I don't mean the roof. I mean the spirit of entrepreneurship, the spirit of courage, the spirit of resilience, the spirit of uh, sabr, of patience, forbearance. They rise and fall because of their spirit. If you read the history of nations, and if you read individual histories, now I am, uh, my specialization is in family businesses and in leadership and entrepreneurship, so uh, I've read a lot of this stuff. And if you read these biographies, if you read these stories, this is one common thread in all of the stories that in the beginning whether it's the founder of a company or whether it's the founder of a political dynasty they all start from the same place they all start from this one individual very rarely it is more than one but usually it's one it's one person and if you look at them you see courage you see fortitude you see sabr you see patience you see the ability to take pain the ability to live through difficult situations never losing hope the courage to face odds which seem to be to be insurmountable insurmountable all of that whole bunch of them as i said whether it's the founder of a dynasty or whether it's the founder of an individual, a founder of a company or organization. For example, if you read, take the Ottomans, for example, one of the big dynasties uh, who ruled an enormous area of the world. For centuries, and if you take, if you read the history of some of their founders, if you take, so for example, uh, Muhammad al-Fatih, Mehmed the first, as they call him, the man who conquered Constantinople. At that time, it was Constantinople. He conquered it, became Istanbul. If you read his history, if you read about his life, and I strongly suggest you read about his life and read about the life of Sultan Salim who was the father of uh, Suleiman al-Qanuni, Suleiman the Magnificent or Suleiman the Logiva. The common thread you find is this, is the willingness to ha- take hardship, vision, courage. Mehmed the First, he conquered Constantinople was, by the time the Turks conquered Constantinople. Constantinople was already over a thousand years old. 
a very ancient city built by the Romans by the Emperor Constantine. That's why it's called Constantinople. So it was famed because of its walls and it was considered to be completely impregnable. It had fortifications from the sea because it's on the Bosphorus. So you couldn't get to it from the sea, you couldn't get to it from the land. Muhammad the Muhammad Sultan Muhammad the first, Muhammad the first, Muhammad al-Fatih, he devised a plan whereby they carried their ships across the Strait of Bosphorus into the area because they what the uh, the Romans did was that they blockaded the, the, the port. So they, they put a chain across the post. You, you couldn't sail a ship into the port. So they came across over the overland, carried the ships, literally physically carried ships and put them into the water. And then they had the, uh, they had the, the ability to uh, bombard the walls and they conquered the port. So as you read the history of the Ottomans from the beginning, you will find stories like this, stories of courage and hardship and so on and so on. And then when you come to the 1900s, 1928, 29 is when the everything was finished. But when you come there, late 1800, you will read that one of the later Ottoman sultans was the man who wrote the score, the music score, one of the most famous ballroom dances in Europe. Another one of them is the one who bought a chandelier for uh, Donbakasi Palace, which weighs five tons. And they had to construct a special scaffolding on top to, for the chandelier to hang. I, I've been to that place. I saw. I, I go to see these things. You will see stories of Fabulous jewelry and so on from Dabkapi Palace and so on and so forth. Those are the stories you hear. Magnificent banquets, intricate carpets, gilded palaces, right? Elaborate court rituals. Then poets coming and reciting Hasidas to please the emperor and then being given, you know, bags of gold because he wrote this this poem or this Khasida. Stories change. And those stories tell you what happened and why it happened. The same thing is true of people. When I read corporate histories, you take the founders, what they did, how they suffered, what kind of hardship they, they faced how they built an organization. And then comes the second generation or the third generation and falls apart. Because softness sets in and the love of luxury sets in. And the, you know, the ability to satisfy all kinds of desires because now there is money. The reason I'm saying this, to, this is to remind yourself and myself that it's a very good idea to reflect on our own lives and say that if I am writing my own life story, what would I be writing today? Look at our own 
goals and aims and say what is my goal what is my aim you know i talk i talk to a lot of I mean, a lot of young people come here so i i talk to them i ask them you know what's your what's your goal say so, sheikh my goal is to own a maserati is to drive a maserati not even own one drive as a get a i know somebody who has a maserati i'll ask him if he wants to engage you as a driver you can drive it that's a goal to own a car is a goal I want to buy or build a house or buy a house. That's a goal. Your life is dedicated to building a house. What kind of thing is that? Really, we need to ask ourselves these questions because if you, even if your goal is so, you know, pathetic, what hope is there to be able to create and live a life of some worth and some goodness? so very important to reflect on yourself and say if i am writing or somebody is is writing my life story what are they what are they going to be writing there what does it show does it show courage and integrity and shows inspiration and shows uh, you know ambition and the willingness to go behind it sometimes we feel you know people say oh follow your dream uh, what does that mean what does that mean i tell people people follow your effort Forget dreams, because the only thing that that gets you results is effort, not dreams. People say, "Oh, you know, we should be positive thinking." Oh, no problem. I'll, I'll give you an example. I'll give you a, an exercise to do. T- stand at the foot of a staircase, right? Five, six stairs. Stand at the bottom of that and think positively that I am going to be on top. Huh? Stand there, think all night. Nothing will happen. You'll still be there. If you want to get to the top, what do you need to do? start walking up start walking up the staircase so anything that doesn't translate into actual action believe me is bunkum somebody is writing a book to sell his book so he makes money while you know if you want results if i want results there is only one way of getting it which is to work i want to close by telling you something which you know should wake you up I was in uh, in my Arabic language course. I took my in the in summer this year. I took off two two months sabbatical to study Arabic in uh, Vermont in Middlebury. And there were a whole lot of students, non-Muslims, who were from different colleges, doing masters, doing PhDs. learning the arabic language so i asked them why are you learning arabic language for what the majority of them they are studying arabic literature so we want to read the books of so and so we want to read the poetry of so and so so i said most of these books and so on which you are telling me have been translated why do you need to learn arabic to to read the you, you read the translation english they said no 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 you never get the sweetness of it you never understand it really you never get the nuances you never understand the culture you never understand the color and i'm thinking to myself i should be for every word i should take my slipper and slap myself on the face you never get the culture you never get the meaning really i mean i must, I must tell them here 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 is my my shoe as you are talking to me slap me on the face with this shoe every word 
Do you know why? Because I don't tell that to myself about learning Arabic to understand the Quran Al-Karim. I'm happy with the translation. I read the English translation, Urdu translation, some translation, no problem. And then I will read the translation and on, on, based on the translation, then I also pontificate and I make fatwas and this is halal, that is haram. You don't even know the language. And here are people who are not even Muslim. They want to learn the Arabic language because they are saying you cannot get the essence of it unless you know the language. How tragic and how pathetic is that? Think about that. Seriously, I, I was very happy. I said, I'm, I, at least I made the effort. I went there. I spent two months. I spent a lot of money. I did all that. I went back to college after 40 years. I'm sitting in the class <laughs> with people who are one-third my age. I'm three times the age of those people. Alhamdulillah, no problem. I remind myself and you, let us get into the habit of making an effort. We must make an effort. Plan your time, plan your day, make the effort. At the end of the day, sit and write that down. Metrics. What did I achieve today? Just do that one thing. In the evening, what did I achieve today? Whatever it is, right? Goals. What did I achieve today? My goal physically, for example, is that I must walk at least 10,000 steps a day. Just now I finished 13,000. By the time I finished in the evening, it will be about maybe 15,000. Happy, alhamdulillah. I did one and a half times my, my goal. Measurement. Without that, we know nothing. We sit around and hope, I hope this, nothing will happen. Action. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us people of action and to help us to do that which pleases him and to save us from ourselves.